Um, oh, well, we just blew through a bunch of cold open material. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Struggles are remote, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out a process here within, what, about a year or so we'll have it all figured out? Yeah. Just one one more year and we'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> about bourbon and the ones who drink it. This is Bourbon Matters. Welcome to Bourbon Matters. I'm Jake. I'm Dan, and I'm in a different place. Yeah. Uh, Roberto's stuck at work, uh, so it's just me and Dan. And uh, no one listening is going to know this, but Dan, Dan is not in the room with me. I am not. I am about an hour and a half away from you now. Yeah. And now and forever. Forever. For for a long time, we were way more than an hour and a half away from each other. You were about 11 hours of a plane flight away from me. Yeah. Last week, uh, me and Jenna went to Tahiti, um, so we did not post an episode last week. Why didn't you take all your shit down to Tahiti with you? You took whiskey down there. Uh, you didn't I, take I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I brought a bottle of Knob Creek that was a Gold Eagle pick. Um, I think it was the nine and a half year. Um, so I had a little bit of that. Um, I got like a little, little less than halfway through the bottle. Um, I left the rest for this hotel staff. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did you start taking away my traditions of taking whiskey on vacation? Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I forgot a mini bottle. I was going to do a picture making fun of you where I was just standing, like, on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I forgot to bring a mini bottle. Yeah, that's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> well, how was how was Tahiti overall? It was really nice. Um, the uh, it rained uh, a lot because it's the rainy season for them. Um, mm-hmm. It's their summer because they're on the other half of the equator. Um, so it it rained like kind of predictably, which was kind of good. Um, where like mm-hmm. in the morning we could kind of like get up get breakfast and then go to the beach for a little bit. Um, or we did kayak around the resort a, a, a couple days, uh, which is pretty nice. Um, then usually around lunchtime it would rain, so we'd just go into the the restaurant and have lunch. And then it would stop raining by like 1 o'clock, go back out to the beach or go back to the room, then usually rain in the afternoon. Um, then... <laughs> It, sometimes it went through dinner, so we just have to pick and choose if we we're gonna go out for dinner or have something, you know, room service or whatever. Um, but it, it was nice because it wasn't like torrential downpours with like massive like windstorms and mm-hmm. stuff. It just like rained straight down, so we could like sit out on our patio and just kind of look at the ocean, which is nice. Because um, nice. like if you're gonna have to deal with rain, that's the way to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it mainly rum drinks down there then, or what were you guys drinking besides the whiskey you took with you? Yeah, there's a lot of rum. Um, there's, uh, I mean, I looked at like what whiskey they had. And they really had 
like not that much in terms of variety or overall selection. Um, they had Jack Daniels, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fireball. Um, and they had usually like two or three scotches. Um, almost every place I, I saw had Talisker. Um, okay. Which is, uh, what, an Isla, I think. Um, it's a little peaty. It's not as peaty as a lot of the other Isla scotches. Um, but then uh, they had a lot of gin, so I had a lot of gin drinks. Um, <laughs> but I, I had a lot of um, just rum and pineapple juice. Because mm-hmm. um, they had some really good dark rum. Um, so I was just drinking that with pineapple juice. And the pineapple juice there is like legit like straight out of the pineapple like no bullshit so it was pretty good <laughs> nice nice well that's cool i mean it's i mean it's nice and rainy t- this evening here in illinois i mean it's probably very similar it's been gray for about a month and a half now um yeah so at least there's no snow yeah it's it's been surprising how warm this winter has been so far yeah yeah, it was. I will say it's been nice because I moved last over the weekend. Yeah, uh, packed up and left uh, the suburbs. I was conveniently out of, out of town, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't ask for your help, anyways. I didn't want anything broke. <laughs> yeah. But no, I had. Uh, let's see here. I closed Thursday, and then I moved Friday and set up Saturday, Sunday. I'm to the point now where I think like 90 to 95% of my house is done with everything I have. I still got the garage to set up and I need to get that set up to be able to get, find the tools I need to finish setting stuff up in my house. No, yeah. Um, I will say the biggest pain in the ass of the entire move is all the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And, and my collection is minuscule, minuscule compared to Roberto and you. I had, <laughs> I didn't count. It's going to be easy to count now because I bought a new shelf. Um, but there's less than 70 bottles. Yeah. But by the time, I mean that, and then there's the cordials and the wine and all the other bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. But just like setting up the whiskey room, I had like this whole massive master layout in my plan or my head before I came down here. And I came down here and the first thing I did is like, well, I don't want that shelf to go there anymore. And then I started moving <laughs> stuff around and then you start unpacking everything. You're like, okay, what's going to go on the top shelf second? Then like all of a sudden you're like okay let's you know what let's just start with the bottom shelf. And then it's like, like oh shit I have way more stuff than I thought. Yeah, and then like you're <laughs> then you're like you're three shelves up and you're like shit now I got to start pushing all this stuff together again because the other stuff's <laughs> yeah. not gonna fit on the next three shelves. And and the whole plan changed around, but uh, yeah, well, and like in your other house, you your collection was pretty consolidated on like yeah. the in the barrel and then on your um. Uh, the little like hutch thing, right? Yep. Like, yep. so it was, it was, dis- it looked very small. So it was a little yeah. deceptive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, and then I had some other, like some of the, uh, like the, the local stuff in another area. And, um, but I do have a couple extra spots on the shelf now, the way I have it set up. Um, and then I did set up the room where I can like have another wall mounted shelf like I did before. Oh, nice. But the goal is going to be to not to have to do that. Right. The goal is going to be to start drinking two down and buy one back, two down, buy one back uh, and get back down to that 50 range, which I liked. A man but, with uh, a plan. We'll, we'll see. I have a feeling now that I work at a distillery, there's going to be more whiskey. 
showing up quite well, often. You know. <laughs> um, like, like it was funny because at the uh, we had their holiday party late, um, and they had a raffle prize for gifts. And when when they do, and all distilleries, like if you were going to buy a single barrel, you can only you yourself, Jake, can only buy full cases, and there's six in the case for them. So let's mm-hmm. say there's three or four bottles left over in an extra case. It's not a full case. You can't buy those because it's got to be a full case. Oh, okay. So then they have all these partials from single barrels that they do. And the person who got the worst door prize got the first pick of what bottle they wanted. And it was funny because there's about 30 or 40 employees there, and everyone knew which were the – like everyone was wanting to get a crappy prize to get the barrel (laughs) pick that they wanted. (laughs) So, like, it was funny because I got a Bose speaker, and I'm like, dang it, I really could have used another bottle of 719. Yeah. <laughs> That's the but, rye, uh, right? Yeah, that was the that was a Benny's Barrel Pick rye that they did that was Yeah, which is phenomenal. fantastic. Um, but no, so I got stuck with a Bose speaker. That's all right. Was that the only, like, gem that they had, or was there anything particular? No, I was, I think I was the 28th prize out of 32. Okay. So... Um, yeah, that's close to the end. So whatever, still a good bottle of whiskey and free, but yeah. I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be walking, getting some more of their stuff just because that happens all the time. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to be upset at a barrel proof, single barrel pick, you know? <laughs> yeah. For a bottle that retails for 60, 70 bucks to get one for free on top of a Bose speaker. Like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm all moved in. The whiskey room just finished getting set up today. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks so, really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll get some better pictures of it, and Jenna can throw them on social. But uh, no, the house is coming together good. I'm going to plan a uh, housewarming party for all you guys here pretty soon. But there might be a possibility that someone might be coming up from Texas. So I'm trying to coordinate if they're going to come up from Texas to oh. uh, see if that'll work. So. Nice. Yeah, but that's been the majority of stuff I'm up to. Um, nice to have you back from Tahiti. I'm sure it's not nice to be back. Yeah, from a tropical paradise, but yeah, I uh, the first day we went to the pool, um, and I got burnt real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just gonna. No. They had like you know the lounge chairs that like kind of sit mm-hmm. half in the water, so I get yep, sat so on that. Yourself, yeah. yeah. Don't feel yourself getting hot. Well, like I. I didn't put any sunscreen on, which was mistake number one. And I was like, oh, I'm only going to sit here for like a minute. Then I'll go sit under, you know, the umbrella. It just felt so nice. I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep sitting here. <laughs> and Jenna was like, are you going to put sunscreen on? And I was like, I'm splashing water on myself. I'll be okay. I, I was not. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that works perfect. <laughs> by by dinner time, I was like lobster red. And I was like, this is not a, not a good decision. <laughs> Well, since I guess we can talk about this a little bit too, is um, we know we're going to get back to our weekly schedule here, yep. uh, which we've been off for the holiday months and Roberto's move and my move and vacations. Um, but we'll get back into the swing of things now. Uh, it's It'll be interesting to see if we're going to be doing a bottle each week or if we start mixing some interviews and things in as well. Just yep. because now that we have three people in three different locations, it might be hard for all of us to find a certain bottle of some time. I mean, we could 
if something accidentally showed up in the mail and I don't know how it got sent to me or vice versa, like that could always be a possibility yeah, too. I mean, you know, essential oils, you know. I'll... Yeah, yeah. I no, I, I think it'll know, be all kinds of cool things I think, could show up. Yeah, but like we we've talked about getting some more interviews booked up, and maybe we just have some interview things. And I know we're gonna we'll probably tweak the the format a little bit here and there. Um, but you're what this is. Are we going to call this season two, episode one? Is this? I mean, it's been over a year. We want to. We want to start season two now. Yeah, I, I guess think, we should have uh, talked about this before we started hitting the stream button. It might as well be <laughs> fresh. Fresh start. Everyone's in a new spot. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, we did do one episode in January. Uh, we did the Heaven Hill Bound and Bond. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's still January. Um, but that would, our last episode was that Heaven Hill, um, so check that out. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess this probably should be season two because our our anniversary was last week, I think. I think so. While I was gone. Um. So yeah, I guess this would be season two. So, so it's season two, Electric Boogaloo, then. Yeah. Since we can't use the Electric Boogaloo for the other thing we wanted to have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to use it for thanks to illinois great laws yeah <laughs> um but what we're gonna just for season two i we did uh taylor single barrel last year early on yeah um and we just talked about doing just straight small batch taylor uh it's the obviously out of sazerac uh we both got a bottle sitting out comes in a nice little cardboard tube uh, it's, this is one that a lot of liquor store owners hate getting in because it's something that everyone always asks for. Yep. It's a $35 bottle. Um, and it's Buffalo's mash bill number one, which would be the same as Buffalo trace mash bill, which would be the same as I should have really looked all these. It's, up. Uh, uh, Eagle rare, I think, Ra- right? Eagle rare rock Hill. Yeah. No, is rock or no rock Hill's camera? number two. I think rock Hill, I think it's two, but, uh, yeah, they named it after Colonel Taylor himself, which is a uh, one of the whiskey barons back in the late 1800s, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. When when they were big. So uh, Colonel Taylor's probably biggest thing he's known, well, known for a lot of things. Um, when, when we talked about, uh, when we did our f- top five findable uh, early last year, or last year, we talked. I did about uh, the Pepper Distillery, and he helped James Pepper with money to get his distillery up and running. And then when James Pepper didn't pay him, he took that distillery back and then sold it to what ended up becoming Woodford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was big on the Bottle and Bond Act, which is what this is. It's Taylor Bottled and Bond, which that was. There was a lot of shitty whiskey being produced and a lot of things being added. Uh, he was making stuff the right way, the good way, wanted to make sure that people knew they were getting a good product. So predating the FDA, the first really basically regulations on any type of food or al- or food or beverage was the Bottle and Bond Act, yep. where it had to be 100 proof, had to be aged at least four years in a uh, federally bonded warehouse and one, distilla- one distillery in one season. Mm-hmm. Um was the four criteria you had to make to be, be able to be called bottle and bond. And if you bought a bottle and of bottle and bond back then, you knew you were getting legit things. And now all that's because of Colonel Taylor himself. 
which is a nice little Buffalo does a lot of nods with their names to people that helped change the industry. Yep. But, uh, so yeah. Um, what? So, uh, mash bill number one is Buffalo trace old Carter benchmark, benchmark. both stags, Eagle rare and EH Taylor. Yeah. Rock Hills too. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's we, we. I said it early on. This is one that people are always trying to hunt down and look for. It's a thirty-five dollar bottle. Uh, I, Jake, why do you think the appeal is so high for it? Um, you know, just I think the the retail value on it is pretty damn good. Um, it's tasty, um, and it comes in a tube, so you know, <laughs> it looks. I, I should have brought. It. I should have brought it. It's in my kitchen. What I did, because I have to find things to do with bourbon things, is I actually cut my tube off right here Mm -hmm. and then made it, uh, put some stuff inside of it and uh, sealed the inside, and it holds my kitchen utensils now. Yeah. Because I had to think of something to do. Um, You know, the other thing about it is that it's bottled in Bond, um, which I think every single tailor is. Yes, they're all, all... the barrel proofs, all those are all bib. Yeah, so like, you know, it, it's a hundred proof, um, at least four years. I think they say it's what like six, typically. Yeah, they something don't. Like that. Yeah, they don't put an age statement on it, but from what general consensus is, is six to eight. Yeah, which well, is the same as a lot of the Buffalo Trace stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's a pretty good value at retail, um, but I think you know with the general hype of Buffalo Trace. Um, it's just one of those things that's like really sought after. Yeah. And, and hopefully within six to eight years, we should be able to see this quite, quite more on the shelves just because Buffalo trace a couple months ago, put in another 60,000 gallon still. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's, uh, that's not a 60,000 gallon still. That's another 60,000 gallon still and yeah. that's per day. I think about last, 120,000. Last week it went online for the first time, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're they're pumping out a enormous amount of alcohol <laughs> currently. Yeah. Which, I mean, fingers crossed in 4 to 6 years we start seeing some of the Wellers and the Taylors and the Eagle, well, Eagle's 10, but yeah. Uh, hopefully we start to see some of that. Maybe who knows. By the time we're old and gray, we might be able to see Pappy on a shelf again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, this year, actually, I think there was a larger pappy drop. Yeah, um, there than was a normal. Yeah, and I don't think it was to production. I just think some of their stuff aged better because, like last mm-hmm. year in 2021, well, I guess that'd be two years ago now. But 2021, they didn't like stag, so they dumped out all the stag senior barrels. Yeah. Um, so I'm just guessing a lot of the stuff about the flavor profile they're looking for. Yeah, they could have just had a better, uh, a better batch or or whatever the case was this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we talked about the Colonel, um, which uh, well, Blanton was a Colonel also, wasn't he? No, I don't. Th- I don't think he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't think he was. Well, uh, yeah, maybe Taylor's the only Colonel then in the Buffalo Trace. Because Blant- I think Blanton and, and Elmer were just distillers at Buffalo. Yeah, you're right. Um. But Taylor also because Blanton was a really nerdy looking guy, right? But but again, Colonel Taylor's not a colonel in 
like a military colonel. No, he's a colonel the he's same a way. Kentucky that, colonel. <laughs> that yeah, he's he's the same way that a fried chicken guy is a colonel. Yeah, um, but Taylor also started what is now the well, it's the building for Castle and Key, mm-hmm. um, which was originally what was it like the Taylor Distilling Co. or something like that. I think it was Old Taylor Distillery. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, and that's uh, that's not very close to Buffalo Trace, is it? That was it was right outside. by Woodford, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yep. Which was originally the Pepper Distillery. Yes. So it makes sense that they were close by. Yeah, because they were they were buddies. Yep. Well, financial buddies. Until they're 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 buddies until Taylor took his distillery back and he was getting his money. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and, and the cool thing with what's now Castle and Key, formerly the old Taylor, is when when Taylor built that, that was built to be like a getaway distillery, one of the first in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like looking at the old uh, vineyards and stuff in Spain and France, and there's like these destination wineries and things and they decided to make a destination distillery um there's a train track not too far away that people could come in on the train things like that beautiful i mean castle the the reason they call it castle and key is because part of the distillery looks like a friggin castle yeah um you can check out our we did an episode on castle and key a while back where I, i think you talk about it in a lot of detail and then in the kentucky episode i think you talk about it as well because you're the only one Probably. that went <laughs> suckers i wasn't working i had time to do whatever the <laughs> hell i wanted to um all right well let's get into the whiskey so it is uh definitely a lighter color it's not doesn't yeah. have that dark of a, a the reddish brown hues to it it's it's pretty light caramely um colored yeah it's not not as dark as um some of the other ones that we've looked at recently mm-hmm. which uh buffalo trace i think does char three on everything if i'm not mistaken i think i think you're right they're not but like El, uh, elmer's still pretty light too yeah but some of the stags are darker but those are yeah It's I don't know, I get a little green apple. I like I don't get like the cinnamon and baking spices or anything out of this. This is mm-hmm. more of a green apple, sweeter fruiter note. Yeah, it's definitely got some sweet and like maybe some like tart like the green apple. Um Yeah. Yeah, there's not there's like no spice. No. By by the way, thanks for supporting the Bourbon Matters Glen Karen's that were for the show. Oh. This was just up in the studio. <laughs> Jerk. Next time. Next time. I, I, I do have my bourbon, barrel, bar, or bourbon Matters barrel topper, but it's in the whiskey room with everything else. My office oh, yeah. is a little bit more modern themed, so I went with that. I mean, it's the reason we talked. We said it's highly sought after. It's hard to find. They don't put it out on shelves most of the time. For the price, the flavor, it's extremely easy drinking. Yeah. It's, I'm getting some like almost like citrusy, like citrus peel notes on the nose too. Mm-hmm. Like some orange lemon. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, there's there's some people, there's a lot of Taylor haters out there just because they hate the people that are always trying to find it. Yeah. Um, well, and the, the aftermarket for it is really stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, I can see both sides of it. I think, is it overhyped? I don't think it's overhyped for the value. Is it overhyped as a Taylor's one of the best things out there? I don't think I'd go that far by any means. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely not the best whiskey available. Um, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's damn good for thirty five, forty bucks. Um, at a hundred, coming in at a hundred proof. Yeah, and it will we'll get to the tasting notes in a second. But I mean, at a hundred proof, this is like an incredibly tame drinking hundred proof whiskey. Yeah. Um, there's not much uh, ethanol bite at all. Um, and what is there kind of fades away very quickly. Mm-hmm. I do get a little bit of cerealness, some of the grain cereal out of it, cereal grains out of it. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of spice on the finish, but not, not much. Yeah. There's a little bit there. Um, I do get some, some of that, like, citrus peel kind of note um a little bit of the bitterness of it yeah it's like yeah what's the the white part the pith or whatever like that's the kind of a little bit of that um and then kind of like the uh like when you express appeal you know like the the kind of like oils you know that's Mm -hmm. the kind of notes i'm getting on the on the finish um the palette is very like cereal um and uh pretty sweet um that like corn sweetness yeah yeah it's it's a very good easy drinking whiskey uh if you're newer into whiskey it's gonna be something that you're gonna enjoy um i don't think this is like a like a i don't want to say advanced person whiskey but this is something i'd always want to have on the shelf it's there's not a lot of complexity to it. It's very, very tame, very mellow, very one note. Yeah. Um, not that not that there's anything wrong with it, but you don't get a ton of the. You don't. It doesn't take you for a wild ride. Yeah, I mean, you can tell it's well crafted, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you don't get that like the depth of flavor that you get in in other things. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it's probably because when they're batching this, they're batching it in massive quantities um and it's uh you know they're they're very scientific about how they build those batches um at buffalo trace um from like all the different locations in the warehouses and yep the ages of the barrels and everything so the consistency is pretty spot on from bottle to bottle um yeah it's like it's, it's very much not a single barrel. <laughs> well, did, what did they say? Don't they have like a team of like twenty or thirty or forty people that taste everything before they'll put the name on it? Yeah, it was like I think between ten and twenty people that all taste a bunch of samples, and they kind of uh, it's like their blending team, and yeah. they say like, okay, the, these f- several barrels are all good, and then they try and like fine tune the flavor to to be whatever the like default Taylor, you know, flavor profile is. Yeah. 
let's let's talk about it a little bit differently then. So, if I I think if you're someone that has a type of whiskey or has a whiskey collection, this is something that you're probably always going to want on your shelf or more than likely. I mean, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I would say most collections will you'd want to have a bottle of this on the shelf. Yeah. Um, if you've been collecting for a while, you you definitely don't want to overpay for it. No. Um, and I, I think we've all gone through that phase too of early on, if we saw a bottle that we could get for 50, 60, 75 bucks, we were buying it. Yeah. Um, and then, and you know, it's, it's almost like, uh, like, uh, um, like when you see it for the first time, it's like, Oh my God. Like, uh, it's like a, a very like, uh, it's like almost like a panic buy kind of feeling like I need to get it, you know, mm-hmm. um, no matter what it costs. Um, and then you, as you like continue looking for things, it's like, oh, if I show up at Benny's on like any particular Wednesday at like noon, they might be on the shelf, you know. Right. And, like, So it's not like as difficult to find as you might think. And then like mm-hmm. if you have you know a good relationship with a liquor store, they're usually sitting on like a few of them mm-hmm. that they'll be willing to, to let go, you know? Um, yeah. And again, that's all about just knowing somebody who's not going to screw you on the price, but right. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you'll see some outrageous prices for a, this is just a small batch. It's the light red color on the, on the tube. Yep. Um, I would say if you're, I wouldn't, sp- if going back and seeing what I've spent on stuff in the past, when I over overspend, I would say if you could find it for your first bottle and really wanted one for 50, 60 bucks, maybe a hair more than that for the, for one bottle for a one time is worth it because there's a lot of $90 whiskeys that you can walk into a liquor store and see all the time. Yeah. And that's their MSRP that aren't anywhere as good as this. Right. Um, so at, at that point, yes, but if, if you've got it, you've got a collection it's not that hard of a hunt once you know the game. Yeah, and honestly, this is one's worth waiting for um, mm-hmm. until you get like a good relationship with someone that'll give it to you for MSRP. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, everything just tastes better at MSRP, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. No, it's 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 good anything in the taylor lineup so small batch we did the single barrel which i had some of the single barrel uh after i got moved in mm-hmm. uh, i think it was saturday night i was dead tired and i was sitting on my couch and i'm like cheers motherfucker we're having some single barrel <laughs> um but i mean that the barrel proofs the barrel proof so is good. fantastic the single barrel uh, is really good um the rye was your religious rye. awakening yeah um, we, we did that in October, I think. So you can go and check that out. Um, and the single barrel was like episode three or something of the show. Um, so both of those are, are available to hear our notes on those. But yeah, I mean, the rye is like one of my favorites. It's just so good. Um, and yeah, it was like the first, um, I'd say like tier two whiskey I ever had. Mm-hmm. And it was like something that I thought I'd never even see in real life. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was pretty incredible, and it's definitely stuck with me. <laughs> Speaking of Sazerac Rise, we posted the picture, but I don't think we ever talked about the day we had uh, Pappy Rye. 
Oh yeah, that uh yeah, we went um to consume and had the uh Van Winkle uh family reserve rye uh, which I think is a 13-year-old something like that, yeah. And like my lord. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It it wasn't a cheap pour. I'm glad I did it cuz I don't know if I'll ever come across a bottle of that. Yeah. Um but it it was worth it. Some of some of those things that are you put on a pedestal that you that you know you're probably gonna have a very small chance of ever walking across um to try one and spend a little bit more for a pour once. Do I think overall it was worth the price of the pour? I definitely don't think the value was eighty dollars <laughs> for that pour. Yeah. Uh but yeah. for the experience to have it, I would say I'd spend that eighty bucks every once in a while to, to try some of that weird stuff. Yeah, I mean to get stuff, to try but... it, you know, like one time it's, it's like, you know, okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, considering I could buy a whole bottle of whiskey, really good whiskey for $80, um, that's not something I would do on, like, a regular basis. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, like you said, like, the odds of coming across that bottle are, like, slim to none. Um, I've only seen it in the wild once on mm-hmm. a bar in Antioch at a liquor store. Um and that consume so like you know it's not something that's yeah i i don't think they produce much of it because that's uh i think the taylor rye and and the van winkle rye are the only ryes that buffalo trace produces i believe i think you're right on I that mean, there's like the the b-tac stuff like thomas right handy the sazerac 18 the, the thomas handy um but i mean those are you know, live very small quantities compared to the rest right. of their stuff. So, uh, we we you have a kosher rye, the Buffalo Trace kosher rye. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they do have that. Um, so hopefully they're expanding. I'd lo- I'd love to get a Van Winkle rye that's like out on the shelf. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and I mean all the Buffalo Trace stuff all has that hype around it. Um, there's haters. There's, there's, it's, I, I think the biggest thing with this is just don't be that guy that walks into every single liquor store. Hey, you got a tailor? Hey, you got a tailor? Hey, what do you got in the back? You got a tailor in the yeah. back? That's not how you're going to get one. Um, you talked about the best ways is establish a relationship and just, just feel them out and keep, just keep an eye out and hunt. You'll, you'll find it if you start hunting for it. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, the other thing is like, don't be the guy that's always looking for only Buffalo Trace, because <laughs> mm-hmm. like there's so many other good distilleries too. Like yeah, you know, like it just don't even ask for Pappy. <laughs> no, they're not gonna have it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it comes out like once a year usually, but everybody usually gives it or puts it on sale in like December. Yeah, so. If you're gonna ask, make sure you're have a good relationship first. Yeah, and you're not gonna like just annoy the shit out of whoever you're asking, right? No, I, I Taylor's a Taylor solid top to bottom. Um, you know, Roberto always talks about Melicorn being one of the best bottled and bond values. Which, by the way, inflation's hit it because I've seen it on the shelves now for twenty bucks. Yeah, that's rough. And they're not raised. They're not raising the price on bottom shelf liquor because it's Melocorn. It's up to twenty dollars. Yeah. This at thirty five is it almost twice as much as Melocorn? That's a bib. Yes. 
is Roberto totally wrong thinking that that's a better value than this? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh, man. Oh, I just love to shit on him when he's not here. Yeah. Oh, God. The mellow corn is just, like, not... I mean, it's okay. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but I would... I would pay twice as much for this over mellow corn any day. Now yeah. you're not going to be able to find this every day, but still right. at that, yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of $20, uh, bottled and bond bourbons <laughs> that are old granddad. To yeah. Mellow corn. You know what? But everyone has their flavor profile. Everyone has their things they like. Yeah. You can't shit on somebody unless it's Roberto and yeah. then you can shit on him, but all day, every day. <laughs> nice. Well, other than that, I don't. What else do we got to talk about today? I mean, football playoffs are going on. We're not. We're not uh, fourth Rams, so we won't talk about football playoffs. Yeah, and neither of our teams are in it. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I. Uh, one of my friends, he's a Vikings fan, and after Green Bay lost the uh, game to the Lions, he sent me a picture of a. Uh, it was a meme picture of a banner flying at Ford Field that said, knock the Packers out of the playoffs 2022-2023. And and he's a Vikings fan, and he was happy that they were in the playoffs. And I just responded back with two things. I said, wow, now Detroit has one more banner than the Vikings have. <laughs> and then I sent him a picture of the, the, the Super Bowl trophy room at Lambeau Field with all four just suspended from the ceiling in glass cylinders mm-hmm. be like how does your trophy room compare to this one <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time the vikings won uh, they've never won a super never no nope. oh. they oh god what was it back in the uh, late 80s early 90s gary anderson or morton anderson one of the anderson kickers who had never missed a field goal all year missed a field goal to send them to the super bowl oh and that was the closest they got oh, no god. they've okay. They're one step above the Lions in terms of playoffs. Yeah. Well, the Bears have the first overall pick, so let's see how they screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> They'll figure it out easily. Uh, we were talking about it. It was funny because my, 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 I was on a bowling league team, and I had my last week there, and this week they were talking. They did Every once in a while they'd do theme nights for dress-up. So they did NFL night, and like I guess four of them all wore Justin Fields jerseys. And I was in the group chat. They're like, "Oh shit, we never got our picture with all four of the Fields jerseys together." And I just responded, "I wasn't at this bowling event because I was down here." I just responded, "Don't worry, in two years you can all get a picture with a new quarterback jersey for the Bears." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Why is he still in our chat?" I did say, though, I said, I think the way the Bears will screw it up is they'll pull out what the Vikings did a few years ago and just miss their pick. (laughs) They'll be on the clock. They won't get it called in in time, and then three or four other teams will pick. Yeah, just just watch. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, Taylor's great. Um, Yeah. Overall, um, buy it if you see it at retail. Yeah. if you're really desperate, I guess pay over retail, but I wouldn't pay more. If you're getting than... into bourbon, like, I mean, we were, we were all there. Um, and, and would I say it was a mistake that I overpaid for my first Taylor? I didn't overpay by much. I think I paid 50 bucks for it. Yeah, which is not, not 
I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I'd ever pay fifty bucks for it again. But for my first time, yeah, I was fine with it. You live and you learn, though. Um, And I I think that's the important thing about a growing collection is if you're starting out and you see it, grab it. Don't pay. There's no reason to pay over seventy seventy five dollars for this bottle. No. I mean, I saw a friend of mine sent me a picture where they had Taylor and Special Weller Special Reserve on the shelf. And it was one forty for Taylor and one twenty for Weller Special Reserve. Yeah, which is completely ass. Which is dumb. <laughs> Call the store owner an idiot and walk out. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, some people do it though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, don't support the secondary market. <laughs> that means people no. who overprice whiskey on the shelf. Yeah. Um, there's always somebody that's selling it for less. Go support those people. Yeah. And again, you, if you're looking for those, your big liquor stores are going to have the most allocation of it, but there's also the most people there that are friendly already with the store owners. So it's going to, if you're going to go that route, take some time, build up a relationship. If you have a mid-sized store, that's not like a, maybe a small, a very small chain, but it's the owners works there or your other small liquor stores that have a decent selection, you know that they're probably getting some in. Just be friends with the person. Buy some stuff. Don't don't always ask for those allocations. Ask for we talked about it early on. Ask for their recommendations. Buy some of their normal stuff. And then after you've started to build relationships, hey, I'm I'm looking for a tailor. If you ever get one in, could you let me know? Yeah. Just look and see if if it looks like a store that moves a lot of fireball, it's probably a good bet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I, although I am in a college town now, so I hopefully could stumble across some more of those stores because I'm sure there's a lot of fireball oh, being drank yeah. down here. I'm sure. <laughs> but, right. Well, Jake, I don't think we can really do a cheers anymore. I can. No, I gotta record a like auto like a cheers sound so we can. That doesn't that doesn't really do it. I'm just banging the glass yeah. on the mic. It's not doing a good job. Well, I got a I got a puffer thing on mine. I can't. <laughs> all right, but all right. Uh, next episode, we'll do another one next week. We'll figure that out as we go, but we'll be back on a regular basis. Let's let's say that so we have to do it yeah. <laughs> and not get lazy <laughs> next week. Yeah, we will be back next week. Sounds good. Power of positive right. thought. Power of positive thought. That's the great way to end the episode. Oh, you know what? We can't end the episode yet. We haven't talked about where people can find us on social media. Uh, that's true, because uh, Roberto's not here. I guess I'll do that job. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at Bourbon Matters and uh, search us on Facebook at uh, Bourbon Matters as well. Uh, you can go to our website, bourbonmatterspodcast.com. Um, you can listen to us pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Um, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher. Um, and then uh, you can watch us on YouTube. Yeah, and we can see my beautiful SpaceX canvas I bought before Elon Musk kind of went off the deep end <laughs> with a nice Falcon Heavy blowing off into the sky. But <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Uh, that was fun. We'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.